Part six of The Creature from Cleveland Depths by Fritz Leiber. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Part six. Gusterson sucked in such a big gasp that he hiccuped. The right shoulder of Faye's jacket and shirt had been cut away. Thrusting up through the neatly hemmed hole was a silvery gray hump with a one eyed turret atop it and two multi-jointed metal arms ending in little claws. It looked like the top half of a pseudo-science robot, a squat, evil, child robot, Gusterson told himself, which had lost its legs in a railway accident, and it seemed to him that a red fleck was moving around imperceptibly in the huge single eye. "'I'll take that memo now,' Faye said coolly, reaching out his hand. He caught the rustling sheets as they slipped from Gusterson's fingers, evened them up very precisely by tapping them on his knee, and then handed them over his shoulder to his tickler, which clicked its claws around either margin, and then began rather swiftly to lift the top sheet past its single eye at a distance of about six inches. "'The first matter I want to take up with you, Gussie,' Faye began, paying no attention whatsoever to the little scene on his shoulder, or warn you about, rather, is the imminent ticklerization of schoolchildren, geriatrics, convicts, and topsiders. At three zero zero tomorrow, ticklers become mandatory for all adult shelterfolk. The mop-up operations won't be long in coming. In fact, these days we find that the square root of the estimated time of a new development is generally the best time estimate. Gussie, I strongly advise you to start wearing a tickler now, and Daisy, and your moppets. If you heed my advice, your kids will have the jump on your class. Transition and conditioning are easy, since tickler itself sees to it. Poobah leafed the first page to the back of the packet, and began lifting the second past his eye, a little more swiftly than the first. I've got a Mark VI tickler all warmed up for you, Faye pressed, and a shoulder cape. You won't feel one bit conspicuous. He noticed the direction of Gusterson's gaze and remarked, Fascinating mechanism, isn't it? Of course, twenty-eight pounds are a bit oppressive, but then you have to remember it's only a way station to free-floating Mark Seven or Eight. Poobah finished page two and began to race through page three. "'But I wanted you to read it,' Gusterson said, bemusedly, staring. "Pooh-Bah will do a better job than I could,' Faye assured him. "'Get the gist without losing the chaff.' "'But, damn it, it's all about him,' Gusterson said a little more strongly. "'He won't be objective about it.' "'A better job,' Faye reiterated, and more fully objective.' Poobah's set for full praises. Stop worrying about it. He's a dispassionate machine, not a fallible, emotionally disturbed human, misled by the will-o'-the-wisp of consciousness. Second matter. Microsystems is impressed by your contributions to Tickler, and will recruit you as a senior consultant with a salary and thinking box as big as my own family quarters to match. It's an unheard-of high start, Gussie. I think you'd be a fool. He broke off, held up a hand for silence, 
and his eyes got a listening look. Poobah had finished page six and was holding the packet motionless. After about ten seconds, Faye's face broke into a big fake smile. He stood up, suppressing a wince, and held out his hand. Gossie, he said loudly, I am happy to inform you that all your fears about Tickler are so much thistledown. My word on it, there's nothing to them at all. Poobah's precis, which he's just given to me, proves it. Look, Gusterson said solemnly, there's one thing I want you to do. Purely to humor an old friend, but I want you to do it. Read that memo yourself. Certainly I will, Gussie, Faye continued in the same ebullient tones. I'll read it. He twitched, and his smile disappeared. A little later. Sure, Gusterson said dully, holding his hands to his stomach. And now, if you don't mind, Faye, I'm going home. I feel just a bit sick. Maybe the ozone and the other additives in your shelter air are too heady for me. It's been years since I tramped through a pine forest. But, Gussie, you've hardly got here. You haven't even sat down. Have another martini. Have a seltzer pill. Have a whiff of oxy. Have a... No, Faye, I'm going home right now. I'll think about the job offer. Remember to read that memo. I will, Gussie. I certainly will. Uh, you know your way? The button takes you through the wall. Uh, bye now. He sat down abruptly and looked away. Gusterson pushed through the swinging door. He tensed himself for the step across onto the slowly moving reverse ribbon. Then, on an impulse, he pushed ajar the swinging door and looked back inside. Fay was sitting as he left him, apparently lost in listless brooding. On his shoulder... Poobah was rapidly crossing and uncrossing its little metal arms, tearing the memo to smaller and smaller shreds. It let the scraps drift slowly toward the floor and oddly writhed its three-elbowed left arm. And then Gusterson knew from whom, or rather from what, Fay had copied his new shrug. End of Part Six